Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Uh, Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is Dean Jones. He writes for us here at The Viking Age. He's been on the podcast a couple times in the past, and he also covers the Carolina Panthers for catcrave.com, which is part of the fan-sided network. So welcome back to the show, Dean. Adam, thanks for having me again. No problem. All right, so the 2021 NFL Draft, it just went down a little, little over a week ago. We were all just uh, having a super busy weekend writing about uh, everything. And uh, the Vikings left this year's draft with 11 new players. So after the guys that Minnesota has added in the draft and free agency, in addition to the guys they're going to be having coming back from injury, what would you say the ceiling is for the Vikings in 2021? Have they done enough to be a contender in the NFC, or are they just a few steps away from maybe competing for a championship? I think it all depends on how well the new rookie linemen uh, fit into it, to be honest. Uh, Christian Darrison and Wyatt Davis, I'd expect them to start right away. Um, both were very impressive. Uh, I thought Wyatt Davis and Darrisaw really were steals uh, for where they were, um, considering their production in college. So, I think it, in, in terms of the Vikings' ambitions, though, I think it's a lot of it depends on Aaron Rodgers, doesn't it? I mean, if he's under <laughs> if he's under center for the Packers, mm-hmm. they'd be the favourites. But there's absolutely no guarantee of that at the moment. So, uh, if if we go on the premise that he's not going to be there. I'd say the Vikings are favourites to win the NFC North, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Bears have got Justin Fields coming in, whether he's going to start right away. But mm-hmm. um, rookie QBs do tend to go through some struggles early on, um, unless maybe they're sort of pro-ready in terms of size and, and throw motion, like, say, Justin Herbert. But it doesn't really feel like Fields is there at the same sort of level Herbert was. Uh, and obviously the Lions have undergone some major changes as well. So yep. I'd definitely say favourites to the North if Rodgers does sort of retire or is traded or holds out or, or well, I mean, what, what whatever goes on with him. But um, I'd say the roster looks a lot better now than it did at the end of last season. I mean, what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm... I'm- I'm optimistic. I feel like I'm I'm usually pretty optimistic at this this point in the season 
unless there's something major like a quarterback or or like the offensive line, you know. But after, yeah, after their drafts and they added those, like you mentioned, Christian Derrissaw and, and Wyatt Davis and, and even Kellen Mond, I'm just, I, uh, I'm i happy the Vikings have a, a backup who can, you know, actually maybe do some stuff if Kirk Cousins goes down. I know Kirk Cousins is like one of the most durable quarterbacks in the NFL, but this is football and you can't count on guys being know 100% healthy every year like it's just you know with you covering the Panthers you learned that firsthand with Christian McCaffrey last year and that made a huge impact on them so I'm just I'm really happy that with the selections they made you know there's a couple where you could maybe scratch your head but um I was happy with with everything that happened in the draft I'm happy with the moves they made in the offseason I don't mind them signing Patrick Peterson to a one-year deal um because I think he can offer more even if he's not here in 2022, like just, just what the, the young guys can learn from him and how to be a pro and, and where to, where to be on the field and things like that. Um, so I think that was a, a great signing for them. Even Mackenzie Alexander, you know, they just have a lot more experience on the defense. They're getting a lot, a lot of guys back. I think, uh, the defense is going to be a lot better. And, um, yeah, sure. if the offense is just average, I think that's, that's, that's going to be good. And as long as guys stay healthy, you know, you got Justin Jefferson going to be in his second year and he blew, you know, the, the top off last year. So, you know, big expectations for him this year. And I'm very curious to see how, how everything turns out. Hopefully they don't get off to a, uh, a slow start like they did last year, but on the flip side, maybe what do you think the floor is? for the Vikings in 2021. So obviously injuries can pile up and the team can struggle uh, to win each week. But let's, let's just go with like, with a mostly healthy team, what do you think the, the fewest amount of wins is that the Vikings are capable of finishing with next season? I'm probably going to put the floor at seven. Seven, okay. Worst case scenario. Obviously, that is if everyone's healthy. Um, yep. But at the end of the day, that's not always the case. Especially where the Vikings are concerned, right. um, if one key guy goes down, say Dalvin Cook or something like that, mm-hmm. it completely changes the expectations of the whole team. So, I mean, seven and nine, seven and seven, seven and, and ten. ten. Even, sorry, yeah, seven <laughs> and ten. I was, I was got that wrong. There, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to take some getting used to. I yeah, think. it is. But yeah, I, th- I think seven wins would be the floor. I mean, there's nothing to say they couldn't get ten or eleven if. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Rogers situation plays out as everyone thinks it's going to play out. And um, there's, like you said, there's enough experience now. I mean, it was all well and good letting those sort of three quarterbacks go in free agency last year, but mm-hmm. you're replacing them with young guys. Who, um, I mean, that that's a that's a position where you just get punished. Every single mistake gets punished. And I mean, you only have to look at uh, Jeff Okuda with the Lions, who came in with sort of shut down potential and. Yep. He had a, he had an absolutely torrid time uh, in his rookie year. So, get, getting Peterson Alexander is a great move, I think, um, for stability. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've boosted the defensive line unbelievably with Dalvin Thomas and Michael Pierce coming back. The Neil Hunter returning from injury. Yep. Uh, who's going to play the other edge or not? I don't know. I mean, DJ Warren maybe, or a couple of the. Jones? In the mid rounds have got um have got some real potential as well. Patrick Jones and um Janaris Robinson from Florida State. I uh, really like him, but I don't know if he's gonna be a stand up uh, stand up outside linebacker rusher or not. Um 
but yeah, I'd, I'd sort of say seven was the floor. I mean, this is a good team. Um, the line should be improved, which is a big help. Uh, if the tight ends can sort of assist a little bit more in the passing game of Conklin and um, Irv Smith, uh, that's going to help Kirk Cousins greatly. And he'll have a, he'll have sort of a sense of urgency about him now with Cameron waiting in the wings. Although there's going to be absolutely no quarterback controversy over the next two years for me. What comes after that will be, will be entirely up to him, I think, because he's got the sort of playing style cousins that will maybe go into his late late thirties, early forties if he wants to. Yep. Um, but I think, as far as the Vikings are concerned, it's just all about his production really. So it's uh, it's a big year for him also. Yeah, it's going to be real fun next year or next season when you know Cousins has like a bad game and oh, you know, the crowd yeah. or like even even people covering the game asking Mike Zimmer annoying Mike Zimmer are going to be like so uh, have you guys have you considered uh, putting Kellen Mond in there it's going to be like no like stop asking like he's going to no he's, he's he, no no one thought he'd be starting ready uh, he's no. he's got good he's got good mechanics he's but he's a he's a little bit robotic from what yeah. from what I've seen of him but we um, we remember last year when they got off to a one and five start and people were calling for cousins to get bent and have Sean Mannion play. I saw I saw those those tweets out there, and I'm just like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. bad as Cousins was, you know, Sean Mannion's not the answer. But you know, you put someone like Kellen Mond in there, where you know he's got the unknown. You don't know what he can do in the NFL, so people are always going to assume like the best, like that he's going to just be able to come in and be Justin Herbert, you know. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. Uh, let's just hope they just get off to a good start, so we just avoid all. I, I don't see why not if everyone's if everyone's healthy. I mean that yeah. that defense should be really good. Uh, yeah. They resisted the temptation to release Anthony Barr, which I thought was a good move by yeah. them. Uh, they've got good backup behind uh, Eric Kendricks now. If he gets hit again in Chaz Surratt, yeah, uh, yeah. saw a lot of him in North Carolina. Um, very very good sideline sideline linebacker. Um, so yeah, it's all all looking up really. I mean I'm I'm normally hedge on the pessimistic side more often than not. Um, due to obviously the Vikings' history of Ooh. underachievement and failure, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not. I'll, I had a good look at the roster before, and I'm, I can't really see any weak link, weak weak links. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if I was to pick one, it might be Xavier Woods, the safety alongside yeah. Harrison Smith. Yep. But they got um, a but, they got a good uh, Cameron Bynum. He sounds like he's yeah. Uh, Cameron Bynum. Uh, I really like. Uh, I, yeah. I wrote about him as one of the rookies that could make uh, the biggest impact uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, really like him. He he played corner in college quite a lot uh, at Cal, but he's he's got sort of the length and the frame yeah. uh, to be a bit more physical if they want to move into the back end for sure. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents 
thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. So the Vikings also added a bunch of undrafted free agents after the draft this year, including a kicker. Uh, Riley Patterson uh, out of Memphis. He he recently revealed that the Vikings told him it is going to be an open competition between him and Greg Joseph uh, this summer. So are you fine with this approach that the Vikings are taking with their kicking game, or would you have liked to see them you know, maybe attempted to sign a veteran kicker with, with more experience than someone like Joseph? Um, judging by the history of Vikings kickers, I mean, you'd probably <laughs> say a veteran would be a good option, but yeah, I mean, you just you just never know with the Vikings kickers. I mean, we we've sort of got to the stage now where if you were a veteran and you had any other option but the Vikings, <laughs> you'd choose that just purely on the on the premise of history. Yeah. Um, but like I say, given I mean, you do find good young kickers uh, in the draft who who don't get drafted. I know they picked yep. up a long snapper as well. Yep. Um, I know the Panthers drafted a long snapper as well who thought he was getting Yes, a, I saw that he, clip. Yeah, he thought he was getting a call for an undrafted offer. <laughs> <laughs> found that he was drafted. That was a good one. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, fine. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's, if things don't work out this time, there's always veteran kickers on the market sort of midway through the season uh, looking for work. Yeah. Uh, if things don't pan out, um, if sort of the coaching staff aren't happy that whoever they pick as their starting kicker is going to do the business when it matters most. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm fine with it to be honest. Uh, if if Joseph wins it, fine. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's someone else, great. But what what these sort of do in the first five to six weeks of the season will define if they can sort of mm-hmm. get in yeah. in it longer term. And kickers don't cost that much anyway, so uh, yeah. it's just sort of bring in halfway through the season. So yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. What? Well, yeah. Well. If Mike Zimmer's not talking about the kicker after the first couple games, it's then then they're doing a good job. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but since you, I was creating this question because I writing about the kicker just made me think of this. Since you're located, you know, as across the pond, as they like to say, um, let me ask you this: So, why don't you think maybe we see more European kickers in the NFL? So, you know, let's say someone is a really talented football player over in England. We're talking English football now. I didn't want to say soccer because, you know, it's, it's what <laughs> Americans call it. Um, but, you know, maybe they're they're really good, but they're not good enough to play in a league like the Premier League. So maybe what's stopping someone like that from giving it a shot in the NFL as a kicker? You know, is it money? Is it maybe Europeans don't view the NFL as highly as Americans do? Why do you think we don't see more European kickers in the NFL? I think... It's quite a niche thing to be able to do. I mean, yeah, there's sort of rug, rug, rugby would be more of a sort of a stereotypical thing yeah. where where you're kicking it through uprights. Yeah. Whereas in in football or soccer, you're you're sort of a lot closer in. You, I mean, 
you re- you rarely see goals scored from sort of fifty. Yeah, 50, I'm thinking. 40. I'm trying to think of like the free kick guys who could like just bend it in and, and yeah, things like. I mean, that money would be, be a good. thing. I mean, yeah, yeah kickers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, for for the top end soccer players, they so some of them earn in a week what a kicker would earn in a year. Yeah, in a season. Yeah. So uh, it wouldn't make much sense from a financial standpoint, but um, it is a really nice thing, and 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 you do have to be quite well built to be an NFL kicker most of the time. Yeah, tackle um, too sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think a lot of them would be too keen on because so maybe yeah, rugby maybe rugby would be you know more... yeah rugby would be the better comparison I think, but yeah, because a, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the soccer players these days are sort of all prima donnas and <laughs> like if you touch them they'll. They'll mm-hmm. flop to the floor. I mean, that's sort of creeping into basketball as well. So, yeah, um, yeah but there's a there's a lot of that going on. Um, but I'm not too sure why. I mean, not all of them are in are in that major money. So, right. and they could probably do it. I mean, but but I think it's just the the physicality thing sort of puts them yeah. off. I'd say if it, if it was me anyway. If what 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 would you rather do? Yeah, because there's been there's been a couple. There's been. You know, there's been some guys, maybe from Australia and and um, maybe even from Mexico and stuff. Who've, who've yeah, I think and wasn't that Aussie? Wasn't that Aussie rules player played somewhere? I'm not sure, but that's but that's a seriously and a, was fight, it that's bet, way back in the day? Was it Darren Bennett? He I think he was the punter yeah. for the Chargers, and he was from yeah. he was from New Zealand. There was one, Australia. there was a there was an NFL Europe over here, and there was a rugby yep. player who used to kick for. Uh, some Scottish team, Gavin Hastings. He used to be able to okay. do it, um, but that's about all I've heard. I really. just always it always like crosses my mind, just because you know, people kick for a living over there, um, yeah, <laughs> more than they do over here. So I'm like, you know, we. I feel like the NFL has a bunch of there's maybe like maybe three or four kickers who are like really really good. You know, we got Justin Tucker and like maybe like Harrison Butker and, and some other guys. Yeah, um, yeah. but. It feels like maybe it's an un- maybe we should give Zimmer and uh, Rick Spielman. Yeah, like it seems the, like an untapped like the untapped field. market. Yeah, like well, you got all these people over here. You know, they're not all playing in the Premier League. Like you know, maybe entice them to come over here. Because I, I, I know the NFL is trying to be more international and everything. And yet, yeah, you get someone from from London or something to to be on an NFL team when they can go over there when they have their their London games or whatever, and people would be like thrilled to to see someone like that play on. NFL team, so I've always just wondered that. I'm sure maybe it'll be something they try, but because you know they like to try pretty much everything. We had you know Moritz Bollinger or whatever on the yeah. On maybe the maybe, it's the, the uh, maybe that's the answer to Minnesota's prayers. The kicker, yeah. Look, 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 look further afield just rather get, than just the college. Even what I don't, I don't know, Sebastian Janikowski. He's he was American, so I was I was just thinking Sebastian Janikowski, but he was he's a Polish guy, but he's pretty uh, yeah pretty American yeah. Um, so moving on from kickers, we'll get back to, to some Kirk Cousins talk. So based on what you've already seen him do in his career so far, which do you think is the most likely scenario for Kirk Cousins in 2022? Not next season, but the season after. So he gets an extension from the Vikings after an MVP caliber type season in 2021, or the Vikings trade him and make Kellen Mond their new starter for the 2022 season. Um, somewhere in between. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, if you, you, I would lean towards the extension rather than yeah, giving Kellermont the keys to the kingdom just yet. 
Uh, I really think Cousins is going to have a good year next year. Um, really, really think he's... He, I mean, he was brilliant after the bye uh, more often than not. Um, there aren't many better options out there. Uh, the Vikings aren't going to be trading for Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, depending on what happens with him, or Russell Wilson anytime soon. They're not going to be on his list of destinations. So... I think Cousins is probably as good as they're going to get at the moment. I mean, a lot's going to depend on how Kellerman progresses. I can't mm-hmm. imagine anybody seeing the field that much mm-hmm. um, unless sort of the Vikings are blowing teams out or they're getting blown out at any stage. Um, and he gets a few reps at the end of a game, which which he'll probably not get a lot out of uh, other than sort of Getting a, getting an initial feel for what it's going to be like. I know there's some preseason games this year where I'll see some time also, yep. but like like I said before, I mean Cousins has got the sort of playing style. I mean he's not a Cam Newton. He's not going to take hits all, all day long. So I think if he wants to play sort of into his late thirties, early forties, he could. Um, a lot of it will depend on the money because I know he's in. He's in a significant amount from the Vikings since he's come, all guaranteed as well. So yeah, I was just uh, going to ask you: Do you think the cost will sway into this decision? Yeah, as well. Yeah, because... and, and obviously you've got the salary cap going up to, yeah. to an unreal amount with this new TV deal as well. So that's going to put Cousins in a strong position if he has a good year. Personally, I would, even if he does have a good year this year, I would leave it until the year after. Um, and see where they're at with Calamond, whether he's going to be ready ready to start then, how well Cousins is playing, what money is he after, how long is he after it for, and then and then take it from there, really. I mean, this this year's draft class isn't isn't great for quarterbacks as well, which is why I think they went and pulled the trigger on Calamond yeah. so early, once he dropped into the third round. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot worse quarterbacks than Cousins, um, that Minnesota could have. I yeah. mean, you only have to look at sort of the situation in in Detroit at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how you let Matt Stafford go in favour of Jared Goff, but mm. that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I mean, it would be somewhere in between for me. But if if I had to pick one, I'd probably say the extension after after a really solid season this year because yeah. I think he's going to have one. Because I look at I look at Cousins' cap it in 2022. And right now it's forty five million. I just think that was put there more as a placeholder. Like, okay, we're either gonna extend him to lower this cap hit or we're gonna trade him because I don't you say you say they should let him play it out, but I don't think the Vikings want him to have a forty five million dollar cap yeah. hit. That would that would yeah. be pretty ridiculous for I think that'd be the one of the highest in the NFL. I know it would, would be one of the highest. Yeah. I think it I, depends how much the cap's gonna go up as well. I mean That's true. I'm, that I'm, that is true. I just I don't know if it's going to go up too much, much. Yeah. in yeah. one year because of all the still all the pandemic stuff. Because they're gonna they're gonna get more people back and everything. Um, but you know it could go. We we don't know. I don't. I think a lot of people expected the cap to go down a lot more than it did this year, and it only yeah. went down like fifteen million or something like that, fifteen twenty. <laughs> um, so, and then you mentioned the quarterback class for next year, and I always think of like. We just, we really don't know. Like, there, we know, like, this year we knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be good. We knew Justin Field was going to be in there. And, and then, you know, I don't think many people predicted Zach Wilson to be, uh, to have the year that he had. And I'm sure people knew about him before 
uh, this year, but he came out of nowhere with having a, a pretty great season. He ended up with the number two pick, Trey Lance. You know, I know people were interested in him before, but I don't know if people thought he would go number three. So it's a lot of unknown. We're like super early yeah, in the, yeah. the draft, 2022 draft process. I've already seen plenty of 2022 mocks. So we even published one on, on the Viking Age the other day because got to do it. Um, Why not? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, th- I think. Yeah. But uh, going back to Cousins, just one final point. It's mm-hmm. like, but but where does it end? Like, if you just extend the name, if you're kicking the can down the road, mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the day, on that last year of the deal, you're still going to end up paying him sort of stupid money. So I would I would rather pay him it while he's still sort of relatively in his mm-hmm. prime, rather than when it's too late and he's and he maybe regresses, and then you've still got. He's still on the hook for all this guaranteed money, mm. even if you do release him. So that's the way I was, I'd sort of look at it. Yeah, and people wondering, like, well, who would trade for Kirk Cousins? And I'm like, well, people traded for Alex Smith. People traded for, what, Joe Flacco. Um, yeah. So, you know, anyone can get traded. And, and I think Cousins is way more respected within the NFL than he is maybe on the outside of yeah, you for know, sure. fans' for sure. perspective. You know, look at Kyle Shanahan. He, like, raves about him all the time um so moving on to let's talk about the panthers a little bit since you know you cover them for catgrave.com last time i had you on here teddy bridgewater was still a member of carolina's roster but uh since then he's been traded to the broncos and, and the panthers are moving forward with sam darnold who they acquired in a trade with the jets so do you think bridgewater got a fair shot in cal not california in carolina uh, since he basically had to put the offense on his back since Christian McCaffrey missed the majority of the season? Do you think you know the Panthers should have at least given Teddy maybe one more season to see how he and McCaffrey would have worked together? Uh, I think he was on a pretty much a hiding-to-nothing going there um, after Cam Newton. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he didn't play terribly. No. Uh, but it was just, I mean, they lost eight games by one score last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was under centre for every game winning or tying drive. So, um, obviously, that's that that's the main trigger behind him trying to go another way. I think uh, also is his lack of chemistry with DJ Moore. Uh, I know DJ went over a thousand yards, but his mm-hmm. I think his catch percentage was only fifty five percent. Oh wow! Uh, and he got in. A, I think Bridgewater threw about seven interceptions in his direction mm-hmm. during the season as well. Uh, so the, just the timing was off with his number one wide out as well, um, which didn't help him. Uh, I mean, the line, the pass protection wasn't great either, but right. like I say, I think what, with, with Scott Fitterer coming in, the new GM, yep. uh, he obviously watched a lot of tape from an impartial standpoint, obviously being an outsider looking in. Um, and obviously the, the owner, David Tepper, is sort of really hell-bent on finding, finding a marquee Marky quarterback, judging by sort of the his lingering sort of affection to try and land to Sean Watson all summer. Um, yeah, that's obviously taken a sour turn now. Um, <laughs> but whether he got a fair shot, I mean, I would probably say no. Yeah, but then, but then again, but the NFL he, isn't, the NFL isn't fair. Yeah, but he, and then he'll he'll know more than anyone that he didn't do enough either. When the, I mean, it's all well and good racking up completion percentage but when the game's on the line and you've got a chance to lead your team yep. on a game winning drive and you come up short again and again and again 
I mean, even even if he'd gone four and four in those game winning or tight drives, they'd have finished nine and seven and reached the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, it is fine margins, but that's just the way it is in the NFL. And, and Matt Rule is is trying to build something there. Mm. Uh, he's he's bet big on Sam Darnold being the guy. Yeah. Whether, whether he's going to be or not, who knows? But I mean. It's high stakes for him as well. I know he's only entering his second year, but mm-hmm. if things don't work out with Donald this year and he's looking for a third quarterback in three seasons, I mean, that doesn't sell you know. a great deal about his sort of judgment for quarterbacks. Were you, su- so were you surprised they didn't go after Fields? I didn't think they were going to take him, no. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... A sm- what, what I thought they were doing was making it look like they were interested in taking him. So mm-hmm. someone moved up to Denver's place and right. then... Panace all fell into their laps. Oh, yeah. So they'd get a left tackle because uh, they're desperate for one. Maybe, maybe still are, depending on mm-hmm. how the kid from BYU plays out. Um, but uh, I was reading yesterday that JC Horn was number one on their big board anyway, so oh. uh, they might not even have taken Saul if he was there. Uh, but I don't think they were ever taking fields. I know, I know a lot of the fans wanted it. Um, for a more sort of long-term option. But at the moment, they traded for Darnold that the, the the, the key was putting him yeah. in the best position to succeed. And I mean, it's not going to take as long to find out just how big, just how much of the problem he was in New York this year with, with McCaffrey back, uh, the line looking a lot better. Um, three or four really good weapons in the passing game, obviously. Mm-hmm. DJ Darnold, Moore, Robbie Darnold, Anderson, David have Moore. A, have Adam Gase to worry about. Well, exactly, and he's got two really good young coaches, Matt Rule and Joe, and also Joe Brady, mm-hmm. uh, the offensive coordinator there. Uh, the wide receiver from LSU is going to help a lot, Terrace Marshall Jr. Oh, yeah. um, they've got a nice pass catch and tight end, Dan Arnold, so, and a, a defence that should be giving him every chance as well. Um, I really like their defence this year. I think it's going to make a lot of noise. So, I mean, it's just all going to be dependent on how well he's going to play. Yeah. But he's not going to get another chance to start anywhere else if if this one goes wrong. I don't think. Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is his last chance to loon as well. Oh, for sure. Uh, I, I, do you think? Um, speaking of last chance to start, do you think Denver is is Teddy's last chance to be a starter? Because it seems like he's going to be in a competition uh, with Drew Lock. I don't think he'll be starting that week one. I no, think, you don't think so. No, okay. I think if. Aaron Rodgers is going to pick, is going to go anywhere. Yeah. I think it's going to yep. be there. Yeah. yeah. I think they they would move heaven and earth to get in there. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was one of the teams that he leaked out that was that he would go to. So, I mean, he's just walked, Ted, Teddy's sort of been out of the frying pan and into the fire, really. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if he could even be out Drew Lock. I mean, I, I, I'd probably say Denver have brought him in in case Locke struggles again. Yeah. And then sort of week two, week three, once Bridgewater sort of fully grasps the, the playbook and and yeah. other things like that, then and he could just step in and sort of fill the void maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's he's still he's still getting paid handsomely. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure yeah. he's not too bothered. No, yeah, he's well, and he's got some familiar guys in, in Denver. You got George yeah, Payton yeah, there I mean, now and, and uh, Pat Shermer's there too. Um. Yeah, and he's an easy guy to root for. I mean, it's just it's oh, just yeah. didn't work out. I mean, fans haven't taken to him. Um, 
no, for whatever reason. Yeah, but he's not going to be a problem in the locker room or anything like no, that. No, no, no. And obviously, it, it just didn't work. If, like, like, like you said before, if McCaffrey had been there, if, if he, if Russell O'King had played more than the seven games at left tackle, yep. things might have been different. But at the end of the day, he didn't get it done when it mattered most and paid the price. Now, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I'll get you out of here with this. I think I'm just going to ask every guest this question until next season gets underway. But so, when week one of the 2021 season kicks off, will Aaron Rodgers be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? No. No. I don't think so. All right. We we shall all rejoice (laughs) at the the mismanagement of an NFL MVP. Right. I mean, he he wasn't happy last year when they drafted Jordan Love, right. but now now he's in a position of power after yeah. an MVP season. Obviously, yeah. they didn't get it done in the playoffs, but that's sort of by the by. It's he's 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 sort of got the upper hand now. I mean, I think he's only got one year left on his deal as well, hasn't he? Um, uh, as far yeah, as I'm aware, so he could he could threaten to sit out and then the and then leave for nothing. Retire, maybe go and do some jeopardy, or I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't get to watch it, so uh, oh, I yeah, just have yeah. to take people's word for it. Like yeah. he was, like he was okay, but um, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's gone. I think that this past. I mean, we saw it with Brett Favre sixteen years. Yeah, he still got he still got three years left on his deal. Yeah, oh, is so, he? Yeah, yeah. So he'll be a free agent yeah. in twenty twenty four. Yeah, well, I mean. Judge, judging by what people have said about his about his character and the fact that he holds grudges and <laughs> he's yeah. he's hard to sort of talk yeah. around once, yeah. once his well, mind's once, you know once he uh, he is pretty good though. Um, oh yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely no doubt. He's, he he would turn a team like say Las Vegas, Denver, yeah. Super Bowl it's contender. an instant, instant Super Bowl contender just by being, yeah. just by being on the field there. Even, I don't think I realized last... he's thirty eight. Yeah, he's, but still he, he can still have three, four, five good yeah. years left the way he plays. I mean, he's not relying so much as getting out on the move these days as he used to. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm curious because because um, what 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 do you think? Do you think he'd be there or? <sighs> I go back and forth just because you know the Packers can always just give him more money and he can be like. Fine. Okay, um, but he's yeah. made a lot of money in his career already. I'm looking at his his contract now. He's already made. Let's see. Uh, let's see how much has he made. Oh, he's made over 240 million in his career. So I don't think money's going to be uh, what he's concerned about at this point. He just wants to, you know. I think he wants to have more input in like roster construction and, and things like that. And I think the Packers are just like, now nah, we're going to do it. Like. Same thing with like hiring the coach. I don't know of how much like input he had in hiring Matt Lafleur, yeah. which you think would kind of be important since he's your you know franchise quarterback and you know he's not going anywhere for a while. Um, yeah, I, re- I read that. I read that the the Bears called Andy Dalton when they were drafting Justin Fields when they yeah. were Justin Fields. <laughs> and, and, and Vikings called Kirk Cousins. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, Aaron Rodgers found out about Jordan Love watching it like everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people. I, mean, I think um, what was that David Bakhtiari? He was on like that that Twitter online show or whatever that they do, 
during the draft with like Kay Adams or whatever. And he was on there when, when they found out and he was like, Whoa, like I did not see that coming. <laughs> um, but I'll go with, I'll go with no too. I think we're going to start to see some stuff pick up around, around June 1st. Cause that's when the, yeah, that's, that's the day, isn't it? When that's when they'll be able to clear the most cap space by, by trading him and, and not be left with as much dead money. So if, if, if a move's going to be made, it's going to be after June 1st. Um, and yeah, if I were them, let's, let's hope for some good news. Around yeah, if if a move happens, I would expect it to be sooner than later because they don't want to just you know twiddle their thumbs and and do this during training camp or whatever. I think they want to just get it over with. If if he's going to move on, get Jordan Love in there and and let him figure out you know what to do. Um, but yes, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC North. Of course, you know we 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 root for the Vikings. Obviously, we we yeah. don't want. And I I'd probably say Vikings would move to favorites then. If, if yeah, I'm he, sure some people would be like, "Oh, the Bears are the favorites now," because I've seen no, some stupid sorry, stuff where, no. like, where like, Andy, like just, Andy Dalton, and then you've yeah. Got just well, I've Fields seen some team. stuff where people are like, "Well, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, Justin Fields is the best quarterback in the NFC." Oh, North, I saw that like, ranking. Who, who was that? Was that Adam Rank from NFL.com or Justin Fields? Um, I think Mel Kuyper said it, or, or some, somebody oh, else God. like that. Like, I'm yeah, just like, just, he hasn't even on. played. <laughs> yeah. Kirk Cousins just threw 35 touchdowns. Like, what? <laughs> Jared Jared Goff's better. I think they. I saw that too, where people were like, "Jared is Jared Goff the best quarterback in the NFC North?" Of Aaron Rodgers? No, he's not. Like, Otherwise, he's, he'd still be in LA. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not even the the best quarterback in <laughs> in like anywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I obviously I'd love to see it happen. I think I think I'm op- like you know I'm optimistic guy. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping he goes to the the Broncos. My dad is a Broncos fan, so he's I'm keep I'm right. keeping him filled in with everything going on he's sending me like texts about like his fiance <laughs> and how she lives in colorado and stuff and like i'm like oh man you're 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 deep into this so i'm trying to keep him updated of everything and uh it's it's fun it's it's i enjoy it because it's something to talk about like this this part of the off season that's where we start to get like dead yeah so for something like this to happen gives us Lots to talk about until something, and then even when it happens, then you're like, oh, you're like, you know, what are the Packers going to do? You know, what are the, what are the Broncos? Uh, the Broncos will be able to challenge the Chiefs, and and you know, yeah, those teams in the AFC. So, I'm um, I'm very curious. I hope it happens. Um, you know, if Rogers wants to hold out, if it doesn't happen, go for that too. You know, yeah, whatever he's got to do. <laughs> Whatever he's got, I, I saw how he's like he's, he's sad that all this stuff came out. I'm like, no, you're not. You know what you're doing. Like you're just trying. Oh, hundred percent. And, and, and I'm like, Adam Schefter was saying that he he didn't break it. It was just an accumulation of information. I mean, he, everyone's mad at him for doing that, but he's doing his job. He's got oh, a yeah. network he, that's spread, you, broadcasting the draft. Yeah, yeah. His if network. You, if got, yeah, if you've got the information there to draw your own conclusions out of something, you're well within your rights. If if you've got the evidence to back it up, say, his said this, he said this. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people already knew this stuff about Aaron Rodgers before, like, within the league already knew this, but I don't know if people on the outside knew how, maybe how bad it was. So he's just like, you know, we got the draft coming up, let's get some eyes on ESPN, not that, you know, everyone watches the draft already, but I feel like even more watched it because they want to see, you know, are the Packers going to make a trade, or who are the Broncos going to select, like, who are all these teams going to pick because of, Oh yeah, the timing. The timing was excessive. I saw uh, your your the Panthers guy. His his dad, Joe Horn, was complaining because you know his son got drafted, and they're, all they were talking about is Aaron Rodgers, and he's like, yeah. "What the heck?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, well, he people didn't want to talk too, about him. 
Yeah, he he, did, he didn't look too thrilled on the on the video they released about him getting drafted there. I did see that. Yeah, I did, but yeah, he, I mean, he he wasn't really. I mean, he had fun on the field and stuff, but he never seemed like he was like a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. He's always kind of seemed like he maybe yeah, had a, a chip yeah. on the shoulder or something like that. Yeah, and he, he played for the Saints too. So he yeah, did. Just, <laughs> maybe JC just will that, bring out that uh, that cell phone or something whenever he gets a pick six or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, funny. he's he he looks at the part anyway. But like I said, rookie corners do tend to go through some complications. Oh yeah, Vikings, on, so. Vikings are very familiar with that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's going to do it for us today. So, Dean, thanks again for joining. Where can people find you on Twitter? Um, for Cat Crave, it's at Cat Crave Blog, and for my yeah. personal, it's at D Jones underscore. Thanks for having me, Adam. No problem. Uh, yeah, make sure to go follow Dean on there. Yes, check out Cat Crave. They do a lot of great work over there. Uh, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.